It's been a while since we dipped our toe into the metaphysical pool. So today we're testing the waters of spiritual healing and unseen threats which may worsen your already stressful life. Welcome to the Just Dumb Enough podcast, a show that acknowledges no one is always an expert by dispelling misconceptions with real experts. I'm your host as always, Colton Petrie. My guest today is Adina Movana. Adina is a spirituality consultant helping people from all walks of life find the right guidance to get through their darkest times and into the light. She's also an author and podcaster on top of that, and we'll cover all kinds of things from negative energies to beings like jinns that might be behind your most recent mental health slump. It's informative on multiple religions and philosophies while staying pretty neutral. If you don't believe me, take it from her which impacts us whether we believe in it or not. And whatever religion or tradition we even come from, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's just, uh, it's just there for us to work with. Let's step into the light. Welcome to the show, Adina Movana. Thank you, Colton. So great to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit for the audience? Yeah, definitely. Um, my name is Adina Movana. I do spirituality consulting services, and um, I help people get to the right you know, healer, practitioner, uh, product or service at the right time in their uh, spiritual awakening journey. And I'm also author of the new book, Ascension is the New Attraction. And I'm a uh, creator and founder of the Unity Consciousness Collective and uh, the hashtag not that kind of Muslim campaign on social media. So I'm based in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm dedicated to raising awareness about uh, ascension and spiritual growth and all things, you know, that we we like to talk about that aren't aren't so woo woo anymore. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. So what what drew you into this? Like, when did you start working in this field? Yeah, it's been it's been a journey. Uh, actually, I come I come from a Muslim background. Um, I but I actually wasn't born Muslim. I Muslims like to use the term like reverted or, you know, instead of converted. But uh, I was reverted about 20, just over 20 years ago, like in my teenage years. And uh, I was living in Egypt and getting exposed to all kinds of, you know, different religious traditions and kind of came from a maybe like a more new age spirituality background uh, before that, but wasn't really particularly religious. And so that formed kind of the roots of my original religious development. And um, I wasn't working in the field until maybe about uh, two years ago. I was actually laid off from my my corporate job and kind of had a typical, you know, burnout, corporate burnout experience. And I have a background in um, enterprise software sales and, you know, marketing, that kind of thing. Um, but a couple of years ago, I ended up taking a turn into, uh, you know, writing, writing things that I became passionate about. And um, I launched my my podcast and YouTube channel, which is uh, Into the Light with Adina Movana. And I um, now am working on my spirituality consulting services and, and all of that. So that happened after um, I actually got a divorce, I had a divorce about six years ago. And so that was a big, a big part of it. So I used to be um, maybe 
kind of more typically conventionally, uh, you know, religious or conservative, you know, kind of more conservative in terms of like, uh, you know, Islam. And I used to, uh, I wore the headscarf for about 14 years and did all, did all of those normal things. And when my divorce occurred and my kind of life came shattering down and things had to, you know, weren't making sense to me in the same way that they used to, I ended up kind of taking a left turn into more, I don't know, metaphysics and quantum energy healing and different un- ways of understanding the universe uh, from a from an energy perspective. And, um, I, you know, we in Islam, we also have uh, certain elements of the faith that are rooted in like mysticism and more, you know, maybe more of that kind of, uh, like I said, the woo-woo side of things, you know, as far as uh, spirituality is concerned. So I... Um, I went through that process for my own like personal development and healing journey and started learning about things like, you know, the law of attraction and how the laws of the universe are helping us manifest the things and how we have this deep need to uh, heal through our, our traumas and our childhood traumas and, you know, things, our inner child healing and, you know, go through this kind of dark night of the soul, some people call it, or this, you know, spiritual awakening process, which is happening when we go through these uh, deep catastrophes, or like, calamities that are even sent from God, you know, in our life to turn us into that certain direction. So I um, became really passionate after I went through a series of these kind of uh, turmoils. um, And all of it has been kind of a building blocks towards where I am now and the work that I do. And now that now that most passionate thing for me in my life. So yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's the kind of overview of, of what got me here so far. Of course. And a lot of interesting things I hope we get to, to kind of, you know, discuss more about, but you know, I wanted to talk about something you said as you know, you went through this divorce and then the corporate burnout, it seems like you know, that downward trajectory people find themselves on where they're like, things are just not, going the way I want them to kind of gives energy to like, you know, shoot you back up the other side to say like, I'm going to start getting more involved in my passions and I'm going to find a way for that to become my career. And I'm not going to live, you know, this, like this life that's kind of killing me inside anymore. Yeah. So true. It's like what the, the quote, uh, kind of infamous quote, life, life happens for you, not to you, right? These things occur for our own, you know, what do, what do we ha- what do we need to learn after each kind of catastrophe and calamity occurs? And yeah, I feel like we we end up uh, in this certain like program that we're in where we think we're we're su- what we're supposed to be doing in life or you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. And then, you know, so many times we're, we're doing those things and it's just not fulfilling ourselves at that soul level. And, and that is where so many people begin to tune in and start to learn about, you know, their soul purpose on earth and what really matters and how do we kind of even shed away these issues that are, that are maybe running ourselves into the ground. Like, you know, sometimes people will talk about like, you know, fear, shame, guilt programs that we're operating from and how we need to break down a lot of those things in order to become into alignment with what our soul purpose really is. So um, I feel like, yeah, that that happens when we go through these uh, trials and tribulations and we end up taking taking on um, 
out of like necessity, what, what really drives us from a passion standpoint. And then, and that, and then that opens the door to really us finding a lot more fulfillment in life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly I've heard someone say like, you know, I would have been okay at whatever I was doing, but it wasn't until I had no other option that I became great where they're like, it was this or nothing. Like I was going to live on the streets or get really, really good at what I was doing. And I think there's like an inherent fear there, right? To say like, there's a huge risk of failure. If I mess this up, if I'm doing the wrong thing, was there something that kind of catalyzed for you that just said like, no, I have to chase my passion instead of just trying to find another job? Yeah. Sometimes all the doors have to close (laughs) and we have in order for us to really kind of step into that state where we, you know, surrender to what's what, you know, what we're going to, what we're going to have to do. I mean, that, that happened for me, like when I, when I got laid off and, you know, you, I'm trying to apply for other jobs and it's not working out. And, uh, you know, thing, things are just showing me that I don't want to go back. You know, you have a, a certain amount of resistance and, and for me also, it was a, it was a combination of not only my career side, but also things that I was experiencing, uh, in my relationships. So like, that's really where I started becoming very informed about like how my, my patterns and, you know, what was leading me to like attract partners that weren't meeting my needs or how I had codependency issues. And so just like thing, things about the, the patterns that we are creating that are, you know, making the problems in our life and how do we break through those and heal through those things to, to keep us on the right path. So all of it was pointing me in a direction where I had to start making serious changes in order to move into getting, getting the life that I really knew on a soul level that was my calling, you know? So that, that has been kind of like beaten to death. Like all the doors close before you really uh, come to that point a lot of times. And, and then that's a whole other thing about how we, how we are like having to do this deep, trauma work and, you know, on a collective level that it's happening to so many people right now. And a a lot of this occurred um, during the pandemic, you know, which was like the catalyst for so much of this, uh, this spiritual awakening process or this, you know, even, even mental health issues and things emerging where, where those issues are, you know, coming to the forefront. So they certainly did for me. And, you know, that's a big part of why, I just can continue to um, take the steps forward and, you know, not, not, not look back sort of thing. Certainly. And then, you know, now working as a spirituality consulting service, what is kind of the day to day? What's, what's the goal for you? Right. Yeah. Well, my, my spirituality consulting, and then that's kind of a, a new thing, you know, we have like business management consulting or this kind of consulting and, you know, you don't hear a lot about like, oh, I'm going to consult uh, on your spiritual problem, because it's, it's a little different than, uh, your typical kind of coach or spiritual practitioner. And, and what it is, is I work with my clients in, in my embodied ascension program to consult on what kind of, like basically all of our problems in life to some degree, if you have a certain awareness of yourself can be rooted into a a spiritual element, right? It's like everything can come down to 
you know, what, where we're not in alignment, you know, our mental, physical, spiritual health becoming in alignment. And so that spiritual component, understanding and diagnosing what the problem is there for, for whoever I might be working with, um, and what they can do about it in order to fix it and then create a course or like a plan of action in order to get you know, support and the right person or healer or thing that they that they might need. And I specifically coming from a Muslim background, am attracting, you know, especially there's a lot of uh, like Muslim women, for example, right now that I talk with and, you know, feeling very disconnected or disenfranchised from their conventional kind of patriarchal problematic belief system that, that has been really confining. And, you know, you want to you want to break out of it, but you also want to do things that are still in line in alignment with, um, you know, being connected to God or finding ways to still feel like you are, you know, not, you know, doing the wrong thing or whatever, finding ways that, that you can that you can do certain things that, that make sense. And so my podcast and the guests that I interview on my show are all different types of um, quantum energy healers, you know, plant medicine specialists. Uh, health and healing naturopaths and practitioners who are talking about these issues from all different spiritual and religious traditions and backgrounds, but really are in alignment with how we can, you know, heal all kinds of different things. So it really comes down to that spiritual layer and, um, you know, consulting and helping solve those problems in that area in order to get to the right solution. So, you know, I, I come from like a, a certain kind of sales background. And I took the model of like my own corporate experience of like, okay, putting the right solution technology in front of the right person who needs to, you know, solve that type of problem. And we're just now doing it in regards to, uh, you know, spiritually related affliction or issue and, and, and getting them to the right solution for that. Is there a most common kind of thing you see, like just somebody with a divide between their their personal, you know, identity and their religious identity, is that kind of more common or is there something that you're like, oh, every time I see this, I see X thing? Yeah, well, I I mean, you said like the the personal problem and the spiritual. I mean, I, I see a lot of people who have issues with, you know, relationships or um, problems where they, you know, basically people want to have a certain like resolution, like they have a challenge of, I want to do this, or I want to get rid of these problems. Or, you know, you start to identify, okay, I think I have um, this certain, I mean, this goes into a lot of different areas, like black magic, or you have negative energy, or you have all kinds of different problems that you think are the cause of certain reasons why you can't get past it. And so I work with people who are like addressing all kinds of different uh, ways in which we can get rid of, you know, negative energy and negative entities, negative, all kinds of things that, that we will talk about, um, especially with Muslims who are um, aware that these problems are having an impact in their life. So, you know, that's really where I partner with the best healers uh, in order to, to help get their get improvements in every area of their life and get the right person to, you know, help, you know, heal those issues or get rid of negative energies or help get their, you know, um, results that they want. That's very interesting. I didn't know there was a higher kind of focus in uh, the Muslim religion on, you know, an awareness to negative energy. Yeah, you know, this is this is I get I guess. So in Islam, um, we have we have a lot of different 
things that are mentioned in the in the Quran and it, that the people will talk about that are elements of like the unseen realm. So, you know, there's like angels and there's demons and there's something called jinn, which is like something that I talk about a lot. Primarily Muslims are aware of because it's written in the Quran, but there it's from the uh, Arabic word like a jinn, which is genie in English. So we translate it that way. And so one of my books, which I'm working on, um, that I was that I was working on actually before I published my Ascension is the new attractive, uh, new attraction book is uh, the narcissism and the jinn imperative. So we'll talk about how we have these negative entities in our lives, and they're correlated with like mental health issues and different afflictions that we have, and how that's really an energy problem. So you have like different ways in which people will talk about like energy, negative en energy frequencies and higher frequencies. And when you're in this lower vibrational energies, you're getting more and more of these sort of jinn problems. So this is a big thing that actually Muslims have a lot of awareness around. And, uh, you know, that's why I said there's, there's a lot of kind of more, supernatural or mystical side of the religion, which, um, you know, I, I'm also really passionate about talking about and working through with people on how we can uh, get out of those negative energy entity problems. And so sometimes, especially when I'm interviewing like uh, quantum energy healers, you know, that's a big part of their job. They'll describe how they do entity attachment removal and and all of these things and i'm like holy moly this is something that you know muslims should be aware of right that's really important and most have no idea that there's this whole other way to solve these you know problems and these spiritually related issues so yeah bringing yeah. awareness to that is really important interesting yeah when you say like oh you know quantum energy healing and then saying like oh it's entirely unrelated most people that you know, have these gin problems, have no idea it exists. I'm like, that means there is, you know, a healing side and a negative side, and they don't know about each other necessarily. Or, you know, a lot of times, especially when you talk about religious communities, they'll only work with people of that specific faith. And so that is also, you know, and I do work with Muslim practitioners as well, who do, uh, who also do gin removal, but there's a whole host of people who are non-Muslim and they are talking about these things. And that's, again, like some, some of the people that I'm interviewing and really passionate about getting awareness, you know, for the work that they're doing. Um, because I, I've seen firsthand that people really have transformational results. And, you know, it goes into this whole area of like, uh, I mentioned earlier, like we have the evil eye and black magic and casting, you know, I mean, there's black, there's all kinds of, you know, things in the in the spiritual world which uh you know i don't know if you I, I certainly like on tiktok i'm watching the tarot readers and you know everyone's starting to talk about this more and more and so it doesn't even matter anymore what religious tradition you're from i think a lot more people are seeing these concepts over and over again and realizing that they that they have a lot of validity so do you think, and I've certainly seen it, you know, it comes up in podcasts that I've listened to in, you know, other people that I've talked to, it certainly is becoming more popular to talk about, you know, the spirituality end of it and some of the like, you know, historical, like you said, magic that has gone into this. Do you think that's an effect of people, you know, seeing it in their own lives or having experienced it or what's the rise oh, yeah. in popularity? 
Yeah, well, especially when I talk to a lot of, you know, highly intuitive individuals, I mean, that's really where psychics and, uh, you know, the t the whole, <laughs> you know, shamanic culture and people who are highly empathic, you know, empath experiences, and um, they are very aware of psychic abilities, you know, and extrasensory perceptions that are showing them these deities, these entities, these, you know, energies that they pick up on. I mean, I was just in a TikTok the other night where they were talking about energy vampires and, you know, narcissism and, you know, all these things. So it's literally like, you know, you get people talking about a lot of different things and what they see and experience. And one of the things that's happening from my understanding when I'm interviewing experts on, on my show is like, all of these things are coming online more and more rapidly right now. Like we're all getting more and more attunement with our extrasensory abilities, you know, things that are, you know, once were difficult to tune into are now like becoming more and more accessible. So that, that means all of those psychic and intuitive abilities are happening to more and more people. And a lot of us had maybe even childhood experiences where, you know, you're picking up on things or you were a highly sensitive child or you could, you know, and, and it and then you you shut it down, right? Because you're you're told or you're in environments where this is all like not allowed or, you know, shut it down. You don't, you know, this isn't real. And and so then you create those blockages. And right now, so many people are um, reawakening those abilities and they're tuning in and they're healing the problems that cause them to shut get shut off from those uh those abilities in the first place right certainly and we had a great friend of the show at this point matthew stapley i don't know if you know him or not if not no. i will try and put you in contact yeah. with him after this <laughs> okay. because he is a fantastic psychic medium and the fans of the show absolutely love him for very good reason he's a great guy but he's definitely talked about some of those things like you know feeling or seeing a, a negative, you know, energy attached to someone and that weighing on them and kind of dragging them down through day to day. And that seems like a very scary thing to think it could just be happening to me right now. There could just be something that I can't perceive affecting me. Right. Well, we we're also not, not we're not just helpless uh, kind of observers in this process. I mean, I think that's that is really where we start to find alignment with our, you know, our, maybe our, our daily practices, why we do certain things. Like I, I like to think about spirituality consulting and uh, all of the things that we do as a, a real world application of our, you know, spiritual and religious practices on a, on a day-to-day -day basis so that we understand, you know, like Muslims will pray five times a day and we're constantly asking for protection from God, from sh the shaitans and the, you know, the energies and stuff like that. And then the the healers are also talking about, you know, daily cleansing and, and protections and saging things and creating energy because it's all about the protection of your energetic field. It's sort of susceptible is and you know things like alcohol or intoxicants or things i'm listening to all kinds of things on uh you know tiktoks and you know instagram where where they're going into the roots of why when you get alcohol or you're in these environments that you're susceptible to bringing in negative energies and 
And then you're like, oh, okay, well, that, maybe that's why my religion says not to do it. And rather than just doing it from a place of like, oh, I'm just going to follow the rules because that's what it tells me to do. And then you don't really understand why you're doing those things and you're just doing it from, you know, guilt or fear or whatever. You actually start to embrace like, okay, this is okay. I've done this and I'm not going to do that because of these reasons. And then you do it from a place of your more authentic self and you're actually you know, committed to doing doing those practices for your own good. And rather than from these places where you're just kind of following the rules that don't make any sense. And so that that becomes really important in this, you know, spiritual awakening process that everyone finds the ways that they do things, you know, most authentically, rather than what's imposed by our constrictive religion or belief systems that have just, you know, are made to fit, make us feel like we just are going to all follow the rules or we're going to go to hell, you know, and that's it. That's all there is. It's like, what? <laughs> this doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. It kind of takes the, uh, the unseen where you're like, well, because they said so. And they're like, well, let us give you a little evidence from what we work in to show you. Maybe you are seeing a pattern. Maybe there's something more here than just follow the rules because. Yeah. And then heal, healing our own, you know, in our inner work or, you know, inner child healing, it all starts to connect the dots, right? So many people are talking about the importance of our traumas or what's creating our uh, ego-based problems in the first place, like with narcissism, like I mentioned, you know, these are all distortions that have been, you know, created in, in ourselves. And, you know, when we start to approach every every issue or you know we go look look inward we become self-aware of how how we're operating in the world and then we deal with things with empathy and understanding of why you know we're maybe doing these things that that all brings us back into the you know this more balanced and in alignment state so it doesn't really matter what religious label you have or what program you're running it it's more about just doing this work and uh and then that's really what brings you into alignment and you know closer to god or into spirit or source or whatever people might want to call it but in reality i think we're all sort of talking about the same thing at the end of the day at least that's what i found you know <laughs> sure yeah. So when people do realize they have this issue and they, you know, they seek out help and they find a healer, is it a lot of like mental work to kind of get through things? Or is there also some physical steps that you go through where it's like, oh no, we got, we got some things to do, you know, out yeah. in the, the workshop. We got all the things we got physical, we got nutrition, body, mind, you know, like it, it, a lot, a lot of times, like for me, I, I was taking nutritional supplements to help with my diet, I lost a lot of weight, you know, we go through these transformations. And then there's like people who will do somatic healing practices, you know, certain physical things. I mean, that's all based on our trauma and healing through imbalances and like even connecting to anxiety and depression. And, you know, so really, there's, there are components on the physical level, and there are, you know, mental health and uh, mindset coaching, you know, it's a combination of all of these things um, that that really, you know, is very important. It's like the holistic approach, and everyone is very different, obviously. So we have to, you know, identify what it what it is that works best for each person. Um, but yeah, even diet, nutrition, I mean, all of it is related right now with what people are talking about in this 
you know, ascension process and, and, and basically in improving our vibrational energy frequencies and getting rid of all of these lower density negative energy problems in the first place. And some of this, you're like, if you went to a doctor, they might give you some of the same advice for a different reason where right. they're like, oh, you definitely need to be working out because sitting in a dark room by yourself still isn't good for you. Right. And body work, like movements and even sound. I'm, I'm a big fan now also of sound. Uh, I, <laughs> I interviewed a quantum sound healer and it's like the of impact that those things can have. But yeah, body movement, sound, all of it in, interconnected. And, you know, it's it, it all can make a difference. And so people have to just gravitate to what works for them, you know, because you you, you want to find the things that bring you into those like joy, gratitude, you know, those higher vibe uh, states, people will talk about it and, you know, always come back into those things that, that drive your own part passion and come from the heart. You know, that's, that's what it all comes down to, right? Is that work that I think so many people are talking about when, when we're talking about like healing our, our hearts and, you know, <laughs> coming into balance with that. And this isn't, you know, there's nothing in here that's like negative. If you do it, you're, you could skew off into the other side. You're like, no, we're doing things that are good for you. Like this is just yeah. a good practice. Does this bring you up to kind of like a, a flat level where you're trying to get people to like a normal working point? Or is this kind of the steps towards what we had talked about earlier with ascension? Yeah, no, I mean, this is all of the above, right? People, people have to start where, where we're at. I mean, people come from really difficult places and situations and we all kind of want to activate the law of attraction, you know, create a vision board, step into your highest timeline is a big one. Now people are always talking about these timeline jumping and, you know, activating the things that are going to bring you into your manifestations and your best and highest self timeline. So it's definitely, and, you know, bring in a, abundance and finance, like every, every area. And so I think, you know, it, it all starts with one step in front of the other type of thinking where we're, we're not going to take on more than we can chew. It's very important to, you know, be manageable. And, you know, people who are masters at talking about manifestation coaching are going to talk about that. You know, you can't just manifest a million dollars tomorrow, but you could, but here's why you want to do something more manageable. And it, you know, takes time to integrate into our, you know, physical reality <laughs> to get the results. But you can, you can do things very quickly, relatively speaking. It's like, it, it is based off of how much you really are invested in the, res you know, in the results and the process and how much you really are able to um, open up to these concepts more and more and, and break down the areas of resistance, which are those, those areas where we're, our ego is trying to like, you know, protect us or keep us safe and want to keep us, you know, sort of um, keep us down in a certain way, but, but really they're, the ego is here to protect us. It's just there so that we can have a better understanding of, of how to do this work and integrate it and, and then move forward from there. Yeah. And that certainly sounds important. I apologize for sidetracking yeah. us for a moment here. What is the law of attraction? I feel like I've heard it and I've never, like, <laughs> oh, I've yeah. never looked into this. <laughs> yeah. The law, well, you know, it originates from uh, ancient traditions around like her the hermetic rules of the universe, like attracts like is the principle. And like, there's like the law of resonance. There's different, there's different laws that govern 
the universe. And I mean, the law of attraction became popular. I want to say maybe 20 started 20 years ago with like, people can go and watch the secret on, I think on Netflix or, you know, Rhonda Byrne, there's like, you know, it's basically, it's a non, it's a, not a specific religious concept by any means. It's just about the ways in which we can attract and manifest it's manifestation, uh, activating the, you know, how manifestation really works. And, um, it's, it's based off of the understanding that we're all energy and we are moving into higher vibrational energy frequencies from lower like ones and that our thoughts do create our reality. So it's, you know, you start to go down that rabbit hole of, well, what does that all mean? You know, <laughs> and then basically you're trying to every day do affirmations and vision boarding and things that are keeping your thoughts in alignment with what you want to attract. So like attracts like, and that's the most, you know, basic way that we can start to think about it. So day, daily practices, you know, become very important, kind of like what we were mentioning earlier, where we're not just passive bystanders in this process. It really does come down to our reprogramming of our minds. And then that that also, you know, our subconscious mind is involved with that, too. And people will say, well, 90 percent of our lives are ruled by our subconscious mind versus our regular, you know, mind. And so you you start to really understand how you program your mind, understand the law of attraction, understand why our thoughts are so important and like attracts like, and then you are really tuning into this very important universal law, which impacts us whether we believe in it or not. And whatever religion or tradition we even come from, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's just, uh, it's just there for us to work with. Gotcha. Kind of making sure that the things you want or you're trying to attain are very like present in your mind, either consciously or subconsciously. Like if you say, I want to have a million dollars in a successful business, but you never think about how you're going to make money or what the business is like, you're not making any steps forward. (laughs) So you're like, put a picture up here and look at it. (laughs) Pictures. Yeah. And you have to also, you know, there's a lot of detachment involved, like you have to live or operate from the place as if, this is the hardest part where it's already there, even though it's not, that that gets really hard because you're like, how do I live as though I have all this money when my bank account's on zero? And then people will be like, well, you, you envision the extra zero on the, like, like, how do I do that? So, you know, I'm going to leave that to the the coaches and experts because there are so many, you know, and I do, I do definitely recommend working with that, but it, it does go into the mindset and the ways in which we like have to, become detached and not be stressed about and like the anxiety involved with that you know it's all about this recalibrating of our um, nervous systems and our operating systems in order for for these things to really work and be activated so you know definitely I mean social media is unhealthy but it's also super healthy because you can start like (laughs) getting addicted to how to do this every single day and you know it does work I believe we can we can really uh, start to open up our minds to these concepts to really get get that benefit. Yeah. Well, thank you for explaining that. I'm sure it is a very deep topic, but you know yeah. that was a, that was a great overview, and now I know what we're talking about when we Good. say law of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> law of attraction. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So when we're talking about ascension, what is it? What's the goal? Like, what are we working towards? Yeah. So uh, ascension is the next level, I believe, of like understanding the law of attraction because 
it's what's happening to the planet, to everything right now in a timely manner, whether we know about it or not. And it's involving, I mean, people will talk about this increased solar flares and uh, our light coming into our bodies and uh, having to, you know, basically go through this process. And so ascension is the idea that the whole earth is ascending into higher vibrational frequencies. And, you know, I get, I get into all kinds of conversations about people talking about new earth and going into 5d you know 3d dimension is where we are now with with the matrix and everything and then you know now we're going to go into 5d so it it, you kind of go down this wormhole of what's really going on and all of these people will be talking about you know this ascension process there's even a, a ascension symptoms so we're talking about how our physical bodies are being impacted with different afflictions and, you know, sicknesses and just diff- di- all kinds of different issues because our, our, we're recalibrating in order to get adjusted into these new, new higher frequencies. And yeah, so that, that's a whole, that's a whole process. It's timely uh, here with this, you know, now we're in 2024 and what the heck is going on in the universe and, you know, astrologers are talking about things that are happening with even like the age of Aquarius and all this stuff that we're going into. And and this goes back into some of the concepts that, you know, in the religious scriptures, we talk about, you know, end of days and what does it mean? You know, second coming of Christ. You know, that's something that everyone is, you know, kind of aware of from a Christian and Muslim perspective as well. And so a lot of the religious traditions have talked about these certain concepts and um, in the end of days. And, you know, one of the big ones is like time is speeding up. And that's a concept that Muslims are, you know, have as well. And it's a sign of this uh, ascension process is why we're experiencing things this, this certain way in this time. So yeah, it, it starts to, you know, I'll leave people to start Googling and, uh, you know, searching and starting to follow, you know, spiritual awakened people who are talking about it, but yeah, definitely learning about ascension became very important to me because I'm like, what is it that everyone's talking about with this thing? (laughs) Yeah. When I look at it and I'm like, Oh, ascension, you know, the, the context in which I hear that it's usually like ascending to Godhood in mythology or, you know, ascending to heaven or whatever people use it for. And what we just talked about sounds very uncomfortable. It does not sound as pleasant as, you know, ascending to Mount Olympus. Yeah, well, and yeah, our ascended, ascended masters, or, you know, people will talk about, you know, you mentioned the psychic or communicating and channeling with ascended beings, and uh, Jesus ascended, Prophet Muhammad ascended, you know, people have ascended in, you know, in, in that in that way. And, uh, you know, now, this, this, this is a reality where you want to figure out what that what that does mean. Um, but, you know, I, I like my tv uh network gaia i don't know if, because it's like there's it's like a program it's like a netflix it's got multiple shows and you start to hear all of this stuff and you know there's programs on there about ascension and you know all that stuff and and it's it becomes very you know rooted in a lot of this religious and scriptures and ancient traditions um but yeah that's that's what people are talking about is happening to the collective to all of us as we go through this this process I mean, is it something to be concerned about, you know, with a, like a broader ascension process? And like you said, you know, we're seeing time speed up and we're seeing, you know, more catastrophe on a a global scale. Is this something to like be worried about? 
Yeah. And right now we're seeing, you know, it's experiencing, you know, global conflict and war and things like that, that are all, I mean, people will talk about how that's a man, like it's a, it's as what happens within is happening on the outside as well, the internal and external problems and everything is coming up, you know, and surfacing. And, you know, there is, there is talk about how it looks when, you know, certain people will be, you know, conscious and aware and then others will not and you know whatever that that might look like I don't have all the the answers and but I don't I don't think it's something that we need to fear I think it's something that we have a lot of optimism around because it's our you know from what I understand when I talk to people who channel and who have messaging there that we have we have made a turn for the for the betterment of humanity for sure and we are all have things to look forward to that this isn't going to be like a, you know, terrible catastrophe that as long as we stay the course and do this work and, you know, we're here to, to hold these, this light on the planet and it's already gone into like better, more positive outlooks. So, you know, we, we do want to talk about that, those concepts and what it means if you're like refusing or staying in your kind of egocentric place because those those people will have problems right just like we you know people who have not not the best energy you know and if they if they are resistant to to change then that brings certain consequences but in reality i think all of us are opening up more and more our hearts and things are are opening up in this process in order for us to carry this light in the world and do this work so it's an optimistic outcome overall And it seems like we are in a time in world history, right? And the innovation of humanity that we should be more globally connected than any other period in history. Like I have access to the other side of the world at any given point. You know, I can have people like yourself where we are not physically anywhere near each other, but we can still sit and talk to each other. You know, normally you would think we would be far more connected than we are Mm -hmm. divided. Well, we have to be right. That's part of becoming, you know, in in unity, our co- unity consciousness uh, awakening, and uh, the technology. You know, people will talk about AI and everything that that's doing, but the you know the whole advancement of humanity and consciousness are interlinked with you know technology advancement and social media and things like you know that have brought us more and more awareness and working to break down the structures that have divided us. I mean, we all are now more aware that we can't just be like, I'm better than you because you're from that country or religion, you know, like those barricades are all being dismantled. And if you think about how important that process is, you know, I think we can all say that that's a, that's a good thing to be occurring, that we, we have to shed away those old programs and technology plays such a huge part in that. You know, and then there is this new, you know, layer that we're experiencing with, oh, what is AI going to do? And how does I know that's a whole other thing that I'll interview people on about the, the, the role of that and, um, you know, in the consciousness awakening. But at the end of the day, you know, it is it's a big, important part of the piece is the fact that we are more aware that we're all interconnected. We're part of the same you know, consciousness. And if we start operating and, and breaking down those illusions of separation and things that keep us divided, that's really where, you know, our humanity is leading us into this new age. And I think, you know, the really nice thing that I see 
out there that really like gives me hope weirdly is not like seeing, you know, oh, this is why we're different or this is whatever. It's like, we all have a fear of the same things. And that for some reason, like gives me a lot of peace (laughs) where they're like, look, we're all scared of this. And I'm like, oh, good. We're all, we're all in it together. (laughs) Yeah. Or we've all been conditioned to be scared of the same things and, oh, you know, then we get programmed by the media and programmed by the things that are creating the fear-based program in the first place. And why do they exist? And what's that, you know, (laughs) what is that created in terms of us being energy and being, you know, harvested to, to be in this certain you know held down and not you know come from that fear-based program that that's so pervasive so like you said it first comes from recognizing that we are all afraid of the same things and then and then you can start to open up to hopefully be you know not so afraid because you realize that you're in alignment rather than in uh separation and by now i'm sure people should have a lot of notes if they've been taking oh notes on things to follow up on, on all these other research topics that there's no way we are going to to be able to cover in, you know, a brief conversation kind of situation. But I wanted to kind of change gears into, you know, what you do personally and, you know, the kind of work you've been doing. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your show, Into the Light. Yeah, I thank you. I mean, I, like I said, I like to leave, also leave it to the experts oftentimes to describe these things because each episode is like a different element that will come together. And so I'll interview different, like I said, quantum energy healers, plant medicine specialists. I mean, I interview different coaches who are working on creating, you know, new earth entrepreneurs. I do all kinds of things. And it's really uh, in the spirit of you know, helping people build their their own businesses and go and get you know finding the right person and healer practitioner to work with and getting them th- those clients. So all of it is very important. You know, when I'm talking to people one on one, I'll send I'll send them different interviews that I've done that are talking about that subject so that they can you know kind of go down whatever wormhole they might, <laughs> they might be drawn to in this process. So yeah, I, I love it. It's my favorite thing to do to interview people like kind of like you, where you just, you know, you want to learn, learn about all these things. And uh, there's just not enough time in the day sometimes, but we want to be able to, you know, accelerate that process um, as much as possible. So my embodied ascension program is weekly, I have different expert partners come on and talk about all these different topics so that we can you know, accelerate that spiritual awakening process as much as possible so that you can get that information, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And for people, you know, looking to, to follow up or to find more, to hear more, is there like an episode you always recommend or one that just like blew your mind, even working in the field where you're like, Whoa, I didn't know any of this. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I, it's hard to say just one. My very first episode uh, is easy to find and it's with my spiritual mentor, Margaret Bryant. She's a energy oracle and she lives in Egypt and she's doing, you know, grid work, like they different spiritual work out there. But she uh, and she also does this uh, gin removal, entity removal, things like that. And she explains it. And she's also an interfaith minister. So she comes from a cross section of you know, faith uh, awareness and was a practicing nurse as well. So has a certain medical background uh, on on doing things like psychic surgery and all of that stuff that you can actually, you know, heal 
amazingly, you know, our physical and, and all of these afflictions uh, with the work that she does. So I like to send people that episode as my first episode and what what really inspired me and, and the mentor that I've been working with for a couple of years now, one on one. And so um, that's probably my favorite episode. Yeah. Thank you for asking me that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I think it like, you know, those things give you excellent springboards to say like, oh, wow, I can see, you know, where you got your start or where she got her start and the things that I want to look into next. And that kind of helps, you know, shoot people around, especially in a, a shows like ours where, you know, one episode's very different from the next one that comes out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for Muslims who are just awakening to a lot of these concepts and ideas um, and who there's a lot of resistance for talking about things from, a, from you know, other faiths and traditions. I, I do... I do really believe that we can, you know, get people over to the right healers and, and there is work being done um, that that's very important, which once you have this awareness and this knowledge or you hear these these episodes that it, it makes a huge difference and can totally change your life. So, yeah, that's very important to, um, you know, be open minded and listen to these things uh, like not from a place of where you're assuming that something is false, but maybe just open-minded to the possibility that it's true, you know? Well, and it kind of leads, you know, when you're talking about some of this misconception and, you know, leading into something else you had done, which is the not that kind of Muslim hashtag, what what was kind of the the development of that? Well, gosh, I mean, all of these things that I've been talking about are really typically outside of the fold of what's conventional or, you know, sort of orthodox in those ways. But I don't believe that it, it sort of comes from like, well, you, you're Muslim. You can't believe that or you can't do that. And it's like, well, hashtag, I'm not that kind of Muslim. You know, like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, I can't tell you the number of people who say this is haram. You're not allowed to do that. You can't you can't even call your. Like the amount of people, I don't know what religion you might be from, but if you were like, oh, you're not Christian, if you do that, and you're like, oh, thank you for telling me. I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I get to decide whether or not I'm Muslim, you know, not you. And gosh, you know, this goes into all of the issues that as a collective um, we're dealing with Muslims, like um, gender, you know, how, how long are Muslims going to believe that they're just going to be like, oh, homosexual that's haram it's forbidden god doesn't allow that i mean it is absurd the level of you know ri ridiculousness that people get when you start to talk about those really closed-minded beliefs and how how limiting they can be and um so i have a we didn't even get into this but you know i have a gender non-binary daughter whose pronouns are now they them and you know we we raised her let raise them muslim you know and that's you know something I'm starting to deal with myself, and there's you know queer Muslim group people I follow, influencers, you know. So we're we're getting into more and more of this uh, hashtag not that kind of Muslim because I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like you're just gonna have to take it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it certainly seems like every every system, even if you are like separated from whatever religious system, like there is a a spectrum of people, and on one end they are extremely rigid. Yeah. And some of those, I think it's really interesting to see them like personally change when it starts to impact their life. Because I think, you know, no matter where you fall on that very rigid or very flexible, like once something enters your life on a very personal level, you're like, oh, 
maybe I was wrong or I need to like shift my perspective. And it's not that it was bad before. It's just that I didn't know anyone before. And so, you know, that happens to a lot of people. I think when it's like, I have a totally normal family and I have a very normal religion and I'm a very normal, whatever. And then they're like, their child comes out and they're like, Oh no, I'm gay. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, I know you perfectly well. So it must not be that bad if you're, you know, the same person you were yesterday, except now I guess you're gay. And you're like, yeah, yeah, the way it changes people is very abrupt and very interesting to see. Yeah. And it's like, did it? Yeah. And you realize, wow, that really had to occur that way, I guess, for you to, to take that turn. But it's kind of, you know, we don't want to judge people in the first place. You know, we're, all, we're not on a linear path here. Everyone's on their own journey. And um, yeah, it really does sometimes take those things happening to ourselves in order to break break down those ego-based belief systems that are now in the process of being deconstructed, you know, whether you like it or not, <laughs> I guess it's going to have to happen. And hopefully you are, when it does, you're coming from that place of like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, rather than holding on so tightly to those fear, guilt, shame-based programs that are clearly creating your problems in your life in the first place. And you know, that, that is all part of this like global awakening process. And um, yeah, I think it's something that every, everyone is dealing with in our own unique storyline that we're living in. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Yeah. So, I mean, on top of the business coaching, doing, you know, the show, doing the social movement, you also have a novel on top of that. Like you wrote, you're a writer as well. <laughs> Yeah, I have a several books. I actually like I I published Ascension as a new attraction last year and um I mentioned on this show uh, Narcissism and the Gin Imperative. Uh it, it, I actually started writing that one first and it's just it's taking more time. It's one of those books where I'm like, "Okay, oh, I need to dedicate more time." And I also have another book that is about 30% done and it's called uh Create Your Own Construct. It's a question-based book for understanding how we have to deconstruct all of these belief systems and you know programs that we've been in in order to reconstruct it to be in alignment and actually you know be like on the path that we are that we create for ourselves so um i do like to do that work when i can and and yeah i do plan on having a few few books under my belt here so to speak in in the next year or two oh that's fantastic and you know i've met many a writer across my my journey i think and there is always a big difference between the people who are like, I did one and I am never doing this again because, wow, I didn't expect that level of work or scrutiny or whatever else. And then yeah. people like yourself who are like, no, I did a book and I'm going to do more. Like there, yeah. there's a very large like mindset gap there. Yeah, well, there's all kinds of books we can write. I mean, I took I actually took a couple courses like a, I took a tiny book course, how to make something easy for you to do. And I'm like, oh, I should put like all my I, I started off on in social media. I like to write, you know, memes and things and create the visual graphic with little quotes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I could you know, we could just put all these in a book and then I have a book and then I have this book. <laughs> there's all different ways we can write books, you know, and I took another course called the punchy book, uh, writing like a catchy book. That's actually where I got Ascension as a new attraction. I'm like, oh, I want something that's like, you know, law of attraction. You know, it's like it's a catchy title and it's going to, you know, do well in that area. So 
you know, there's all kinds of different books we can write. We can write, I have a memoir idea that I want to write with my mom, you know, about like a more personal journey into the soul, you know, but that's like, that's a whole other type of book. So, you know, it just depends on where this journey leads us. But I think there's a book out there for everyone to write, yeah. <laughs> ideally, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, even if it's just for fun, just for you to right. do it, to see how that feels like, I love that. And hopefully yeah. if people go and they find your books, you know, hopefully plural, especially as people yeah. listen to this into the future, are they available on places like Amazon or is it kind of a local bookstore? Like yeah. get them to order your book in. <laughs> no, no, it's an Amazon book. It's an, it's not like I haven't, I haven't even promoted it like exclusively because I've been so focused on promoting like my other, you know, spirituality consulting and my website and things like that. So I, I, you can go on Amazon, buy my book and you know, that's the easiest place to go. So yeah, definitely yeah, you, recommend you checking it out. <laughs> you certainly have enough irons in the fire to not need yeah. to. Um, yeah. And the podcast, I, yeah. YouTube channel is good. <laughs> and I hope with yeah. all of these, if people follow up on any of them, you know, if you listen to the podcast, if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave a good review that really okay. helps these shows grow. It helps other people find them and find this very important work. Same thing on Amazon. If you pick up a book, please leave a good review. It helps people find that book. It helps the book become more popular. Those are all very good things for your, your people like us in the creative spaces. Thank you. Yes, I do appreciate that. I don't, I don't say it or promote it enough because I feel like there could be things that I could be doing to get more reviews and, but I don't, I just put it out there and who, the people who listen to it or find it will find it. And then I believe we'll grow organically from there. And, uh, you know, I think all of this stuff is having, like, we're all, we're all planting seeds all in the, in all these little places. And it's, it's all just starts to bloom for us in its due course, you know? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Well, Adia, thank you so much for being here. This has been an absolutely amazing conversation. I have appreciated oh. immensely. <laughs> thank you Colm. yeah it was it was great i can't believe the hour just went by like that so yeah, fast they fly <laughs> we right talked about by. so much it's like oh god i don't know <laughs> <laughs> metaphysical interviews are always entertaining for me if nothing else even when i think i'm prepared i rarely find them going how i imagined and the people who speak on the topics are always so nice as well in other news i cannot believe it is already february new rankings keep happening Number one, the United States, led by New York, North Carolina, and Oregon. Number two, Canada, with Quebec racing out front this month. Number three, England of the United Kingdom. Number four, Germany, led by Sachsen. I am doing my best. Welcome back to the top, Deutschland. And number five, India. Good to see you back here, India. That's it for this week. Have a great week, a great weekend, and I'll see you all back here next week for another new episode. Until the new episode, please do all those things that help this show grow, like rating, reviewing, liking, and subscribing. Reach out to dumbenoughpodcast at gmail.com or on any of the social media pages if you want to reach me personally. But most importantly, stay dumb.